Hi, welcome to Two Towns Over. This show is made possible by our patrons, so if you would like to support us, we're at patreon.com slash two towns over. If you can't afford monetary donations, we are also at facebook.com slash ttopod. And if you would share us around and give us five-star ratings on whatever podcast you're into, we would greatly appreciate it. Uh, thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. Stupendous. <laughs> okay, well then. Oh. You said you know what he was talking about at the beginning? The chopsticks. Eat the yeah. pussy with chopsticks. Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Still don't know. But it's right. just, it's probably a rap thing. Sometimes. As a matter of fact, <laughs> it is a childish Gambino lyric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sounded vaguely familiar. <laughs> so, anyways... That is now the beginning of the episode, is Eat the Pussy with Chopsticks. Stupendous. Stupendous. (laughs) All right. So I actually uh, found out about a story two nights ago that I thought would be really, really cool to do for a midweek. Uh, It would be a legendary history, because we're going to be talking about a real human being. Are they a real stupid human being? No. No? No. It's, It's... it's kind of a cool story. Now I feel like we're playing Guess Who. Uh, does he wear glasses? Is he the one black guy? No. <laughs> <laughs> Do so, they look like they work at Starbucks? Uh, no, it's a Frenchman uh, by the name of Terrare. Okay. I've heard that name. I have heard the name. And I'm not thinking of Terraria, the game. No, I'm no, no. Terrare I, is weirdly like an though, eight. I AE do situation. feel like I played a video game with somebody who was named Terrari. I'm sure this isn't the same guy. Well, no, no, no. I'm <clears> sure it's not the same guy, but so, is it like a modern person? No, it's no, like 1700s. It may be yeah. somebody that was like That's, I think it's somebody who was probably a history buff on, and yeah. named after him. So um, let me put it this way. The article that I found on this guy is from uh, Ripley's Believe It or Not. Nice. Uh, to, to clarify, I wasn't playing with a human being who was named Terrari. It was somebody whose gamer tag was Terrari. I feel like I need to clear that up. So the walking manifestation of one of the seven deadly sins prowled the cobbled streets of 18th century Paris, seeking... I've, o- seen, this, I've seen this anime. Seeking yeah. only to yeah. indulge his endless hunger. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Earlier Gluttony. in life, his dietary needs started out robustly, but were otherwise innocuous. However, things would soon take a sinister turn uh, so far as this overzealous diner was concerned. Well, if he gets too hungry, um, a void opens up in his stomach and he starts consuming the surrounding area whole cloth. Yeah, yeah, at that time I got reincarnated as a Paris cannibal. <laughs> I was thinking of Full Metal Alchemist, the good one. Ah. <laughs> so according to contemporary accounts and existent medical records, his quenchless appetite continued growing to the point that his legendary gluttonous gorging caused this ravenous Frenchman to ingest live animals. I know this story. And maraud There morts. was an old Frenchman who swallowed a fly. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and he would also uh, maraud morgues for sustenance. He was once even suspected of kidnapping and devouring a toddler. 
Yeah, uh, that was never proven at all, though. So the crack team at Ripley's.com was able to speak with a doctor who specializes in science-based nutrition in search of possible diagnosis. But first, let's chew the fat on the life of this legendary cannibal and his strange circumstances of existence. The audience can't see this, but I did just steeple my fingers when you said, let's chew the fat. (laughs) (laughs) Like, yeah, yeah, that's where we're going. Mm -hmm. Okay, all right. So, uh, Paris, circa 1788. With large, lipless mouth stretched wide beyond human regularity and filled with stained teeth. I really can just picture gluttony from Brotherhood. Yeah, uh uh-huh. It's wild. He ate corks, stones, entire baskets of apples, one at a time in quick succession, and live animals. His favorite was snake. For the morbid amusement... For the morbid amusement... Like a a, spaghetti spaghetti noodle. Worse. Danger spaghetti, literally. (laughs) For the morbid amusement of repulsed onlookers that were challenged to satiate his seemingly interminable appetite. Do you think... Do you think... No. I try not to. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think that when he bit his snake victims, they got paralyzed? I think when he would bit them, they would die. You think... I would think. Because if he's eating snakes like snakes eat things, you know what I'm saying? He might be a snake pyre. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that he finally did what we've all wanted to do, which is eat the forbidden noodle. A snake (laughs) amancy. So like most modern competitive binge eaters, Tarare was diminutive in stature, weighing no more than 100 pounds prior to eating, or prior to eating at least. Despite all of his daily intake, he never seemed to keep any of the weight on. He definitely had some sort of extreme malnutrition or like a tapeworm or yeah, some shit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, when empty, his stomach was loosely was loosely distended to the point that he could wrap it around his waist as Mm-mm. if it... Mm-mm. <laughs> yeah. The outside stomach. No, I, yeah. I got it. <laughs> Bad image, Zol. <laughs> yep. Uh, as if it's it were grotesque. a belt made of his own still attached flesh. That's so disgusting. Uh-huh. When full, it, how are you not dead? When full, it was inflated like a balloon, not unlike a pregnant woman in her final trimester. His hair was fair and soft, while his cheeks, when not engaged at capacity, allegedly able to hold so much as a dozen eggs. Were Bitch, w- there, no this fucking, fucking silky-haired chipmunk-cheeked motherfucker. Well, I, I don't know if it says it in here. The, the the article that got me interested in the story said that he was actually able to um, uh, dislocate his fucking jaw yeah. like a goddamn snake. Right. Yeah. yeah. A snake-omancer, as I've said. <laughs> um, also, dead, for sure. There's no way, because if you have to... Okay. He was how old? It didn't say. It didn't say. It doesn't it doesn't fucking matter. Because no, I if care. You can, if Mental you, image. It, well, that's fair. If you can, like his hair, if you, <laughs> if your stomach is so distended that you can wrap it around your waist in the 17th century, yeah, is that what you said earlier? Yeah, yeah. that motherfucker is dead twice. Or the sorry, amount, uh, 18th century, 18th, 18th century, 17th, 1700s. Okay, so 18th century, still same fucking stupid. difference. Um, but like, also getting your skin. To stretch that much, to be able to hold that much. Like, humans were smaller then than they are now, just as a whole. And this guy was described as diminutive. Right. Which means he was smaller than that. Right. So, like, 
like the amount of work he would have had to have been rich as shit to afford this food. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it insane. No way do I believe this. It is true. This I don't guy was, fucking believe it. This guy was real. He was a real. Well, it, hey, listen, Ripley's believe it or not. I've chosen not. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I don't believe you. So prior to life, Ripley. So prior to life as a successful street performer, the individual is known only by his stage name, Terare. Lived in destitution as part of a traveling caravan of criminal misfits. Born in the rural country. So just a carnival. Yeah. Born in the rural countryside surrounding the epicenter of the booming silk weaving trade in Lyon, uh, Lyon, France, in approximately 1772. So he was born in 1772. His Mm -hmm. rapacious appetite was readily apparent from an early age. As the legend goes, a young Terrari was capable of eating his own body weight in cow meat within a 24-hour period. No way, bud. (laughs) Holy shit. How would you even figure that out in the 18th century? Like they weighed things. Not that I not weighing it. I mean, like you're a young person who Uh is destitute in France in the 1800s. Yeah. How do you get your body weight worth of cow meat, which is an expensive commodity? That's just it. He would just go out and eat a cow. Okay. Next question is though. Follow up to that. How did he not get killed for eating someone's cow? But also... <laughs> he was carny. He was sneaky, like an 18th century carny. Yeah. Oh, man. I just... There's, there's so much unplausible bullshit about this story. Like, <laughs> this I is just... definitely, like, part of a side quest in an Assassin's Creed game 100%. that takes place in Paris. Yeah. So, sadly, um, this boundless craving forced Mm-mm. him... It's a Dark Souls NPC because he's oh, grotesque. True. Yeah, he's unable to satiate his hunger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He finally eats enough, and he terrare, comma form. the glutton is yeah, his uh-huh. health yep. bar. So sadly, Latin. this boundless craving forced him out of his family's home as a teenager, as they could no longer afford to feed him. There it is. That's the one yep. I was looking for. After several years of touring the country as a vagabond begging for food, for a time Ferrari, or Ferrari. Terrare became the opener for a snake oil peddling mountbank before taking off to Paris to perform as a solo act. Ferrari Mountbank? Mountbank? What? Mountbank. Ferrari became a street performer and he was really successful because nobody in 18th century Paris had ever seen a supercar. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> it was a satanic They'd never Ferrari. seen a human transform either. Yeah. <laughs> so with success came risk. Terrari once collapsed mid-performance with what was later discovered to be an intestinal obstruction. What? Requiring Not Terrari. <laughs> requiring his audience to carry him to the nearby Hotel Dieu Hospital. Damn, At- imagine you're watching a street performer do some fuck shit like that. <laughs> oh my god. And he just falls over and you're like, well... I guess we got to carry him to the hospital. Right. And you and all your buds. They wouldn't even do that today. They'd be like, I guess we could call an ambulance. Should we? Is it part of the performance? Right. So after being treated with laxatives, a grateful Terrari offered to demonstrate his talents by eating the surgeon's pocket watch. Fuck off. <laughs> the surgeon agreed, but only under the condition that he would be allowed to cut Terrari open to retrieve it. Oh, my God. Wisely, Yo, Terrari. It's the 18th century. I'm yeah. not surprised. Wisely, Terrari declined. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So it was during the French War of the First Coalition. That's a hood doctor, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's hood as fuck. Hey, yeah, let me show you a magic trick. I'm going to eat your watch. All right, cool. I'm going to cut you open to get it, though. (laughs) 
uh, never mind. So uh, it was during the first war of the French coalition that respected military surgeon Dr. Pierre Francois Percy first made the acquaintance of the inexplicable Terrare, now a soldier for the French Revolutionary Army. No way they made him a soldier. What? <laughs> Barely 20 years old, this particular patient proved to be quite extraordinary. Unable to subsist, subsist off of military rations alone, Terrare began doing odd jobs around the base for other soldiers in exchange for their rations. Like, if this is real, ass- like, assuming, um, it, it really does make sense to me that this this person would have had like literally some sort of malnutrition, like nutrition defense deficiency. I don't really know yeah. something wrong with the way their body processed food right. that they weren't getting anything out of it. Well, so that's, they have to, you know. that's what's so amazing about him is that he's, he's a, a medical anomaly, right? They, yeah. They didn't have the medical resources or understanding to figure out at the time. Like if he existed yeah. now, this he, would probably yeah. be a very cool thing where they could give him a great quality of life. And, I, I and bet learn from his medical condition and figure out a way to apply it, figure out what's going on with the genes that caused it or I, whatever. I, and I would be willing to think that they already know a lot of that stuff nowadays. Yeah. Because I, you know, I grew up with some friends. Well, grew up when I moved to Yuli, uh-huh. I had a friend, David, who his younger brother and no, yeah, his both his younger brother, one of his brothers and, and his younger sister, mm-hmm. um, both had like malnutrition issues. And they had like, they really, there was a couple times they had to go to the hospital because they weren't keep, keeping up with like their regimen or whatever. Yeah. But like, you know, mostly it was just drink this shake and have a pill and eat a bunch. And yeah. then, you know. But like it's and they would da- like like you're describing here like downing just ridiculous and I'm big right like but they would down just unfathomable amounts of food oh like, yeah for bud. real you remember my old roommate yeah vaguely I do remember James. yeah James sh- shout out James having a baby oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. shout yeah, yeah. out having a baby getting married shout out James shout love out. James shout out love. um no but love. <laughs> uh James is one of those guys that he's like six five mm-hmm. and James just is tall as fuck. Stick thin. So skinny. I've watched the man put down everything on the menu from Taco Bell and then a whole pizza like for dessert. Yeah. And drink nothing but soda. I only eat like that when I'm very depressed. Right. And and he's skin and bones cannot gain weight. Yeah. And I really eat not that much, like, even compared to a person who is not my size. Yeah. I eat maybe, like, half a serving now, and I'm good. Um, that's mostly for medical reasons, but it's fine. But I have portion like, control issues. Like, it's so fucking frustrating that I'm still huge, and these people can just... And I know that it's a whole different set of issues, you know, uh-huh. but like, damn, you know, share. So when the other soldiers rations proved to be insufficient, he began foraging for food scraps in the dung hills, which I guess is compost tr- heaps. Yeah. yeah. Despite all of his scou- scrounging, Terrare succumbed to exhaustion and was admitted to a military hospital under the care of Dr. Percy. There, even being granted quadruple rations failed to satiate his hunger. Terrare began to eat out the eat out of the garbage, 
steal the food of other patients <laughs> with the chopsticks no yeah with the chopsticks uh eat um, the garbage with chopsticks yeah steal the food of other patients and even chow down on the hospital's bandage supply real quick jesus okay i understand that it's 1700s france and of course they are still human they're not going to just like kill a guy cuz he can't get full right i get that but like at what point do you send him out of the army? I don't right. know. Ask his parents. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, though. Like, it's the army. W- at what point do you send this man to whatever your equivalent of NASA is? You know what right. I mean? Like, That's what I'm saying is, like, nowadays, if a person was born like this, they would be part of a medical experiment, and they would be taken care of as part of it. Uh, I like to believe, for the most part, assuming they're taken to a reputable facility i mean i feel like at any any hospital they would start and then like if it got that crazy right they would literally have to like set up some sort of special fucking situation for like these, there would you know be a I mean? team of doctors and right. researchers dedicated to him right right full time so psychological testing found terrari to be apathetic but otherwise sane and then his family would pay that off for yeah. the next three or four generations yeah, of people. The, yeah, about a thousand years worth uh-huh. of money, yeah. So Percy's report described Terare as having bloodshot eyes and constantly being overheated and sweating. With Dude, it's like his it's like his literal immune um Metabolism. digestive system is yeah. like a fucking car engine. Yeah. Like he's literally overheating. Right. Wild. Uh and that his body odor was so bad. That he would he could be smelled from twenty feet away, Oof. and that's by eighteenth century French that, military say. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the smell only got worse after eating. Percy described it as being so bad that he literally had visible stink lines. Okay, yeah, I don't know about that. After eating, I I bet that's true. Visible stink lines. Look, man, if he's overheating, if he's magic like we've been hearing about. <laughs> <laughs> He's been overheating to the point that he is always sweating. He's walking around looking like Linus from Charlie Brown. Pigpin, that's right. Okay, I wouldn't say that they're that distinct. However, if you've ever been... Like, a temperature diff will throw fucking heat waves off your body. Yeah. I have seen that actually happen. Right. That is not strange. Like, people overheat real, real bad. Like, it happened to me one time. I got heat stroke so bad that when they pulled me into the tent, I was literally, like, you could feel it coming off of me. Yeah. yeah and, yeah. like, you know, if lighting is right and shit like that, you know, heat waves, you can see that. And then you associate it with the guy who you can smell from three rooms away, and you call it a stink line. You know I what know, I mean? Man, I get people in CVS that you can smell from literally all the way across the store. So after eating, Terari would succumb to the itis and Yeah, but pass they're not out. magic. <laughs> I don't know exactly what the itis is. What happened is he would succumb to the itis and pass out. Uh, Well, that's uh, from that episode of Boondocks where uh, Granddad opens a restaurant called the itis. Okay. Where you get the, you don't get a table, you get a bed because you you eat yourself into a food coma. I T I S. Thank you. So Percy observed that this after preparing a meal made for 15 to test Terrari's limits, which he predictably pork. chowed down percy continued this experiment by feeding terrari live animals a cat which he drank the blood of and after and after consuming oh boy what well let's let's see if 
it if this R W J Barnabas Health is correct, I have no idea if they're reputable or not. But according to them, it stood for niggeritis. Okay. Don't know if that's true. Could be. Uh, there are a couple of others that are like. Here's a dictionary of affixes. Just inflammatory disease, but that's the literal yeah. itis. Right. So I'm not sure. And then it's just showing me all of the things you can get, like right. arthritis and gastritis and so on. Um, I'll keep looking. So he drank the blood of a live cat, and after consuming, like an owl, he regurgitated its fur. Lizard. He would also eat lizards, snakes, puppies, and an entire eel. Jesus Christ. Why? Don't give him cute ones. <laughs> so months after experimentation passed before the military discovered a way to put Terrari's unique ability to use. Terrari was commissioned as a spy for the French Army of the Rhine. His first mission was to secretly courier a document across enemy lines in a place that it could not easily be detected if caught. His, uh, oh, yeah, in a place that could not be easily detected, detected if caught, his digestive tract. After being paid with a wheelbarrow full of 30 pounds of raw bull viscera, which he ate immediately upon presentation, directly oh. in front of what we can only imagine to be an incredibly revolted generals and other commanding officers. Calisi. <laughs> Terrari swallowed a wooden box containing a document that could pass through his system completely intact and be delivered to a high-ranking prisoner of war in Prussia. It's like, oh, you said we finally got a, a, a spy who has a way to transport this. Oh, yeah, br bring him in. Uh, how are we paying him? 30 pounds of bull viscera. Right. Gro I mean, yeah. <laughs> and then the horrified look on the, the general's face. Well, he don't cook it or nothing. He just fucking eats yeah. it. Right. Oh. So as one might... He's Kirby. <laughs> 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 this guy sucks and I hate him so much. <laughs> so as one might expect, an individual who smells like a foot and compulsively eats from a garbage uh, would likely attract attention. Not exactly the ideal hallmark makings of a spy. No! Now com compound this with the fact that Terrari did not speak any German and he was quickly caught, beaten, imprisoned, and forced to undergo the psychological torment of a mock wow. execution before being returned to France. Jesus. Now, again, under the care of Dr. Percy, the trauma that Terrari endured left him incapable of continuing his military service and, and desperate to find a cure for his condition. Yep. Okay. So, the itis is used to describe the lethargic, sleepy feeling an individual gets after eating a large meal. Okay. Which, now that I've read that, I do recall both sides of my family having used that, like the older people's. Uh -huh. Um, however, the phrase originates from the word niggeritis, which helped reinforce the stereotype that black Americans were lazy. Um, wow. Yeah. The scientific term for the phenomenon is referred to as postprandial sleepiness or uh, somnolence. Yeah. So Woo! laudanum opiates, wine vinegar, tobacco pills, and a diet of... Were we surprised about that? <laughs> were we? And a diet of soft-boiled eggs were all employed, but Terrari was still forced to walk the streets. <laughs> no, I went. Were Ruben we just watched about me go that? through and, the and stages and of grief <laughs> <laughs> so quickly. He went. 
Yeah, I was. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I really, I started in denial and I got all the way to acceptance. So Tarare was still forced to walk the streets fighting stray dogs for discarded slaughterhouse cuisine, drink the blood of patients who were being treated with bloodletting. What the fuck? And was. No. <laughs> yeah. No, dude. <laughs> And How would that help? Be, there have to be like photographs of him, right? 1700s. It, I don't mm, think so. Mm-hmm. Photography didn't happen until the late 1800s, or at least mid 1800s. There's pictures of him, like wood carvings and stuff. 1839. Damn. So, um, I mean, and, if he lived that long, he didn't. Yeah, but like, yeah. he was even caught consuming cadavers from the hospital morgue multiple times. Eventually, a toddler went missing from the hospital, and Tarare, the suspected culprit, was chased from the premises before disappearing into the city. Now, Dr. Percy is contacted by a physician of Versailles Hospital at the behest... What? Oh, don't worry, I'm Googling it, too. It's basically Tarare. Got it. It's contacted by a physician of Versailles Hospital at the behest of a patient on their deathbed. Sure enough, it was Tarare, now brought to death's door by what would professed to be a golden fork he had swallowed two years previously and was now lodged inside of him. It had been four years since Percy had last seen Tarare, who hoped he could save his life by removing the fork. Unfortunately for Tarare, it wasn't a fork that was killing him, but end-stage tuberculosis, and within a month he passed away. Damn. Damn, after all that, it's fucking TB that got him. Yep. So a curious... I mean... Yeah, 18, you know. 18th century France. I know. But well, like, and damn. also the fact that he was drinking the blood of people who right. were being uh, bloodletted for blood illness. Yeah. For That's illness. why I was like, yeah. no, because you're literally, yeah. it doesn't matter if those people are considered healthy or not, by their, which they're not, because they're being right. bloodlet, which means you're drinking sick people's blood. Right. That's like the, the most dangerous thing you can drink. <laughs> Other than fucking cyanide. Like, it's crazy. So a curious colleague intended to inspect Tarare's corpse. However, fellow surgeons refused to partake in it and quickly became... And it quickly... Also, that's like the shittiest way to become technically a cannibal. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. And it quickly became a race against the clock as the body began to rot rapidly. Finding some of the autopsy revealed that Tarare possessed a shockingly wide esophagus which allowed spectators to look directly from his open mouth into his stomach. That's awful. Wow. Which was unfathomably large and lined with ulcers. His his body Uh. was full of pus. His liver and gallbladder were abnormally large, and the fork was never recovered. We're still worried about the fucking fork. Bro, he shit that fork out so long ago. (laughs) So what was the cause of Terari's insatiable hunger? In short, we don't know for sure. When contemporary medical procedures of the time included drinking raw mercury to clear out head demons. Bro, I forgot about that. Yeah. I forgot that they used to do st- really crazy things. <laughs> right. If uh, you're sick, just let some blood out. Yeah. Drink this mercury. <laughs> have some lead in your dinner. Yeah. Like, what? Uh, That's, you don't have enough lead in your diet. You need more lead. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta get more lead in there. So with that, should it become as a surprise that Terari received no suitable diagnosis or treatment in his own lifetime? However, some interesting theories have been suggested over the years. Ripley's.com was able to speak to Dr. Don Moore, a chiropractor 
Certified in what science. What the fuck? Yeah. Say that again? A chi- they they contacted Dr. Don Moore, a chiropractor certified in science-based nutrition and owner and operator of Synergy Pro Wellness to get his take on things. Oh, this is modern times now. Yeah. I was like, who the fuck is this guy in France? And why the fuck a chiropractor? I don't know. Because they're, they don't, they want him to have doctor in front of his name, but they don't want him to know what the fuck he's talking about. Right, but chiropractors, like, aren't even fake doctors. That's fucking... yeah. Like, I don't even want to call a chiropractor a fake doctor because it still implies the use of the word doctor, which they're not. (laughs) Now, granted, there is a possibility that Dr. Percy's personal documentation in the years following Tarare's death were exaggerated or falsified, but they were considered credible enough at the time of their publication to be featured in reputable medical texts such as the Study of Medicine, Popular Physiology, and London Medical and Physical Journal. Plus, Dr. Percy is considered the father of military surgeons, was chief surgeon to the French Army, a university professor, inventor of important battlefield medical implements, and is considered an all-around highly reputable guy. So given we accept the above tale as an accurate representation of Tarare's symptoms, what does Dr. Moore have to say about it? It can be broken down by category. He didn't suffer from psychosis, so he was completely aware and cognitive. But that doesn't rule out out hyperactivity of hormones and dysfunction of components of the brain. His sensor uh, that would let him know he was full was damaged. If he underwent a brain study, we would have probably been identified, he would probably have been identified as having an enlarged hypothalamus. Now, the hypothalamus regulates the body's temperature and is responsible for causing the sensation of hunger. Given Terari was constantly overheated and in dire search of food, it is a perfect fit. Now, Dr. Moore also suspects a possible case of pica, which causes the eating of non-edible objects. I think it's pica? pica. Yeah. Sorry. No, it's okay. I just think that's right. I'm not sure. Better than me saying his name was Ferrari. So as for why Torare never weighed more than 100 pounds, Dr. Moore adroitly theorizes, based on his habitually eating raw meat, he most likely had a parasite as well. The fact that he was a normal size means something else is being nourished and the fact that he was constantly hungry leans towards him feeding a secondary organism a parasite like a hookworm or roundworm perhaps now there what did i say earlier malnutrition with a tapeworm tapeworm so there exists other equally plausible theories as well hyperthyroidism which can cause excessive appetite and sweating as well as fine hair prater willy syndrome uh, a condition which causes constant hunger even for non-edible items Extreme iron deficiency, which causes the cravings for the same. A damaged amygdala, which is also a possibility, uh, as it can cause polyphagia, which is a medical term for extreme overeating. So basically, uh, our best guess, he's fucked up. Yeah. Yep. Interestingly, a case similar, albeit less extreme to Terraris, was reported at the exact same time and in this exact same area, that of Charles Domery which may point to a common environmental cause. Given that all of this occurred concurrently with the French Revolution, which was built on a foundation of famine, a shared nutritional deficiency may be at fault. Any of the combination of the aforementioned could be what caused Terrare to be an anthropophaginian. Wow, that's a word. Anthropophaginian. Anthropophaginian. Sure. Uh, In other words, induced his cannibalistic tendencies. We'll never know for sure. 
In all, this tale sounds more like something from the mythos of Stephen King than it does an unresolved mystery from the pages of medical history. Whether the cause... Whatever I do cause. this at dawn, like he has anything to do with this <laughs> right. article. Yeah, like like he researched this person and and did and contacted this doctor or right. whatever. Dawn is our scapegoat for everything. I am the lightning rod of hate. Whatever the cause, it may be easy to ridicule Terrari and label him a monster, but it would be more accurate to categorize this case as a tragedy. I was going to say it's really tragic. Oh, yeah. for sure. He had like, no control over this. The, you, the, what he did was his best to survive. Right. That's Unless all. he really did eat that toddler. Right. If he really did eat that toddler, mm, I don't feel like he did. I don't either. But if he did, though, that's a monster. Yeah. Well, let's ask this. You're on a stranded island. You're stranded on a deserted island. No food. It's just you and a toddler. Look, the the job at that point as a human is fine, you know, support myself and make sure this toddler doesn't die. Or if the toddler dies, we both got to die. So that's how that goes. The other option would be the Stephen King route. There was a story called survivor type Uh about a surgeon who was also uh, smuggling heroin and plane crashes. And he's on a deserted Island. It's just him. And he has a broken leg, I think. Uh huh. At least he had pain pills. He had heroin, and the story, at first he's trying to get different, and then finally he realizes he's got to cut his leg off because mm-hmm. it's turning gangrenous. Ooh. So he uses the heroin to numb, cuts his leg off, and then realizes, I can eat that. So he eats his own leg. But it was gangrenous. He didn't care at that point. And then, so the rest of the story was him slowly cutting off pieces of his body to eat. And the whole thing came from Stephen King asking a doctor one time, how much of your body could you eat and still stay alive? And he wrote an entire story about a man who cannibalizes himself. That is interesting. Gotta love a little bit of auto-cannibalism. I really wouldn't... Like, you've just told me a synopsis of the story, which means I know as much as I need to, and I don't yeah, need to read however as much of the story, story is. Goes, yeah. It was a short story. It was like maybe like five or six pages. Oh, oh okay. Then that's yeah. fine. Yeah. So, uh, uh, But le- to go back to the toddler thing, how hungry... Um, I don't know why I believe this in my heart, but you remember those people we talked about on top of that mountain? Yeah. Okay. I do not blame them for what they had to do to survive. No, no. If they had eaten a child, even a child that had died of exposure, I would never have forgiven not a single one of them. But uh, where are we at here? I don't know why. It doesn't really make a whole lot of sense, but like... So Terrari did not ask for his high metabolism, and there is no telling how he personally felt about the grotesque actions it pushed him to commit. Imagine a hunger so agonizing that it pushes you to eat anything to sate it. That's what I was going to say is, yes, it's gross, and it's really easy for us to sit around a a podcast table in front of microphones and say that it's gross. Yeah, in 2023. Exactly. (laughs) The man, his brain and his body were both working together to make him want to eat everything all the time. Right. Nevertheless, all we can do now is to be thankful for the advance in medical technology that's prevented more cases like this from occurring. Like, if you've ever been pregnant and you're looking back on, like, what you ate when you're pregnant and you're like, oh, man, pickles and fried chicken, such a weird combo. What? Gross. That's a great combo. Uh, listen, I know that. 
but these white women might not. So like, <laughs> okay. now I'm fucking with you guys. But like, seriously though, any weird ass comment like mac and cheese and chocolate, whatever the fucking thing was that you mixed together and ate because it was so delicious because you were pregnant and your your body just needed that right then. Imagine that, but for bull viscera, 30 pounds of it. Right. Imagine that, but for sick people's <clears throat> blood. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like that's terrifying and horrible to exist in yeah. as him. And then- also to witness, it's just all around bad. When I was at Zaxby's, there was a pregnant girl there for a while, and for lunch one day, I saw her just get a little styrofoam container, uh, get some sliced cucumbers, some cheddar jack cheese, uh, olive oil, and ranch. What did you say to me? <laughs> sliced cucumbers. Okay. Cheddar jack cheese. All right. Olive oil. And ranch dressing. And that was what she ate for lunch. Did she mix these yes. things? Yes. That's bad. <laughs> I, you know, some cucumbers and cheese. Sure. Maybe even some olive oil for the cucumbers, I sure, guess. Sure, that all makes that sense. Sounds Those great. are all things that go on salad. Right. That all sounds awesome. Ranch dressing also goes on salad, but yeah. like you have to have the lettuce yeah, for that. Yeah, yeah. For exactly. sure, for uh-huh. sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can dip the cucumbers in ranch. That's pretty fucking good. Sure. But, like, not with no cheese and no olive oil on that shit. Nope. <laughs> All right. So that, that wraps up this midweek. Um, like I said, it was just a little kind of cool little interesting story. Yeah. Well, I, I love. I hate that I believe this. It's Me true. I, listen, I know that. <laughs> if I had read from heart of any, hearts. If I had read from any other website besides Believe It or Not, it never would have popped into your questions. Oh, yeah. What, what are you talking about? Oh, if it was real or not? Yeah. Oh, no. I mean, if you had read it from, like, the Smithsonian website or something, I would have believed it readily. Uh, but like That's fair. You know, those are people, like, the, the British Museum, you know, the one where they have an archivist, that <laughs> motherfucker, like, that guy. If he would have said it, I would have been like, that's weird. But, like, Ripley's Believe It or Not is, like, supposed to be unfucking believable you know? It's, right. Uh, it's all wild crap that supposedly really happened. Like it's that also guy whose face got stuck. It's written in such a way yeah, that you're supposed to doubt it as it comes through. Yeah. yeah. I'm just hyping up Ripley. All I right. still feel like I shouldn't believe it. <laughs> right. Which means they did their job. But like f- come on. You know, like wrapping it around That's the part I don't believe though is the being able to wrap it around your belt like your like a waist, like yeah. a belt, I mean. Um I don't know. Have you ever seen pictures of like really, really, really heavy set people that lose weight? Yeah, but that's, that's not different. about. Yeah, that's very different. It's like just his stomach. Like I can believe that he looked, you know, gross and wrinkly and stretch marky. I don't believe that he was able to physically fully wrap his stomach around his back because I don't like I don't know what kind of training you would need to make that possible I without dying. Physically picture it. Right. It's like that's a you would have to. You would be dead. Maybe he had like a big fucking tire when he was, you know, deflated or whatever. (laughs) But like, I don't believe that was his whole stomach. You know what I mean? Like just his whole body was probably gross and amorphous. Yeah. But like not in such a way as like a fucking anime character. I'm going to wrap this bitch around me like a (laughs) sash. Uh, Well, the the video that that sparked my interest in the story actually said that when they finally, I guess they finally did end up doing an autopsy that... It, the the cat his chest his body cavity mm-hmm. was eighty percent digestive. 
and yeah. all his other organs, his heart, lungs, all of that were compressed into the one little tiny section, 20% That's of his nuts. chest cavity. Yeah. I wow. would believe that though. Like if he was eating like for real like that, like, like it's okay. Here's where I'm coming from. Basically, I, what I mean when I say I don't believe that is I believe that a guy with malnutrition in France in the 18th century with like a tapeworm or a roundworm or something would eat crazy shit and a lot of it. I don't necessarily believe that a human body could survive torture like that for that long. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, Which it didn't. But like... Your stomach can only get so big before it will rupture. Right. Period. Right. You know what I mean? Like there is a fucking limit. So like he probably well, but was his right was up extra large. Okay. So he was right up on that fucking limit then. Uh huh. But like if he could hold thirty pounds of bull viscera. That was about the the limit probably. That's fucking insane. But but. Watch an eating competition. Those little motherfuckers eat I 30 know. pounds of hot dogs. You know I was what I mean? Say, they said a wheelbarrow, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, a Fucking wheelbarrow wild. of syrup. Insane. All right. Well, we've got other episodes to record, so we're going to wrap this we one up. We have so much more to record today. Yeah, but only one is actually work. The other one is just us hanging out. Just shooting shit. Yeah. All right, guys. So thank you guys for listening. Uh, we will talk to you next time. Goodbye. Be good, good to yourselves. Yes. Fuck cancer. Fuck it. Fuck cancer. Right go go ass. have a steak. Good. Fuck it. Bye. Fuck it. Bye. Bye.